The Black Male Archives, where we capture, curate, and promote positive stories about black men. Hi, welcome to the Black Male Archives. I am Rodney Freeman. I am your host. And today is very special because this guy, Don Thomas, man, it's been a long time. Since I, we spoke, but man, we've been following each other's works and what you've been doing out in the community. And I've been trying, I've been like, I've been stalking this guy. I'm like, look, Don, <laughs> I need to, I need to, I need to talk to you because you've been doing some good work in Charlotte and I want the people to know what you're doing. So, um, without further ado, uh, Don Thomas of my brother's keeper, he's an executive director. When we're going to be talking to him, picking his brain today, just seeing what they're doing. So Don, can you tell us where you're from, sir? Peace and blessings, man. First and foremost, good brother Rodney, I appreciate the invite, good brother. When I say uh, my heart is filled with joy just to see you, good brother, and talk to you, hear your (laughs) voice, man, I'm ecstatic, man. So uh, Don Thomas, uh, executive director of My Brother's Keeper, Charlotte Mecklenburg. Um, I'm from Chicago originally, uh, from 39th Street to Glenwood, Illinois. Mm -hmm. Peace and blessings. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now here in in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, and God has been good to me and my family while we're here, good brother. But yeah, man, been here for seven years in June. Uh, But yeah, that's that's where I'm from. Oh, man, man. So let's let's get into this, man. So what led you to this this community activism? Because tell us a little bit about your career and how that put you in that 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 position that to to do this community activism yeah man so um and and my wife always tells me that i need to kind of share my story a little bit right so when i think about uh impacting uh black and brown boys black boys uh in particular when i think about uh developing men uh and 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 what that looks like leaders uh and what that looks like uh, i understood how i understand how important it was for my own development Right. Mm-hmm. Um, my career has been around, you know, first and foremost, you know, if I go all the way back to when to when me and Rodney were, were in school together. Right. <laughs> and some folks may not even know this because because time had just kind of flew and this, that and the other. But I had I have gotten kicked out of school so many different times. Right. Mm-hmm. So from Parker Junior High, mm-hmm. uh, finally went to James Hart, kicked out of freshman year summer school. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and and. Uh, you know, my experience in high school was great. Don't get don't get it twisted. Uh, but there were some there were some things that I that, that I wish I would have known uh, mm-hmm. to kind of take advantage of the environment uh, that I was in at the time. Yeah. Uh, but but and also I didn't graduate from high school. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So I had to take correspondent courses and kind of this GED framework just to get my my my, my diploma. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so so understanding these things, understanding the importance of having men that have uh, a certain level of knowledge to help you bridge some of those gaps, mm-hmm. right? Uh, not that I was a bad guy, because I, I felt like I was a good guy. I just had, yeah. I just had a, I just had probably too good of a time yeah. uh, uh, at times, man. But uh, and so my heart was always drawn towards um, men uh, and young men in particular, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in Chicago, my, my background is kind of uh, in theology, mm-hmm. uh, in activism, in scholarship. Uh, thinking through that. So uh, a, a young man who didn't graduate from high school became, you know, went to the army, comes out the army, goes to North Park University on the north side of Chicago. Shout out to the freaking Vikings. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, when, when I played a little football in high school, but because my grades were not on point, I was only able to play freshman year and senior year. 
<laughs> right. Uh, and when I thought that my when I thought that my my dreams of playing ball were over. Right. Once once I had a paradigm shift, I was able to go to college, walk on and play a little football, too. You dig yeah. what I'm saying? And, and, yeah. and did my thing. But I double majored in politics and government and biblical and theological studies. Mm. Um, from there, I, I went to uh, Chicago Theological Seminary there with uh, the University of Chicago to uh, receive a master's in religious leadership in a concentration in social transformation. Mm. Uh, my professional kind of career started as a youth and family counselor working with community human services shout out to community human services in albany park uh the second most diverse zip code in the nation mm -hmm. uh one of the things that we did there our niche is that we work with young men that were part of street organizations generationally mm -hmm. right so there, there, there's a distinction between uh kind of working with young men who, who kind of went wayward and just kind of need a mentor it's yeah. another demonstration when being a part of that street organization is the family business yeah uh and so uh, a lot of the young men like i said they were adjudicated so a lot of my time spent behind the wall speaking right. with brothers right there you know while, while they're in their jumpsuits then when they return how did you connect them to the resources and these kind of things right. um we had a 97 uh, percent success rate by the way with regards to recidivism so the work that we were doing with these young men very frontline kind of work uh we ensured that these young men did not uh return back uh, to jail now uh we've had some young men whose lives were taken uh young men who had to go back behind the wall because of certain uh choices that they made mm -hmm. uh but from that experience, Rodney, one of the things that kind of sparked me to where I am today and the focus that we have from my brother's keeper, Charlotte Mecklenburg, is that a lot of these young men, it wasn't that they were not trying to uh, uh, adhere to uh, the engagement and the outreach that we that we were providing, that it wasn't that they were not trying to acquiesce to the knowledge that we were trying to provide. Mm -hmm. But what we found was, is that the environment was not conducive to sustain uh, that type of impact. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the resources were not there in the community by which uh, you can sustain and institutionalize the type of engagement that we were trying to uh, impart into these young men who we love dearly, mm -hmm. by the way, who we mm -hmm. love dearly. Uh, and so from there, uh, you know, obviously, as you know, with some of these nonprofits, we lost funding. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now uh, you're thinking about a, a father, a husband. Right. right. Uh, my family had already moved to mother and father and a sister had already moved to North Carolina and Charlotte. And uh, and that's what kind of uh, brought me here. Here I, I, I was privileged, brother. When I say privileged, privileged to uh, well, my wife was a, she's a social worker by trade mm -hmm. in to work with the with the local government here in the county government. And that provided an opportunity for me not to necessarily be trying to find a gig right away. Mm -hmm. So I was able to connect with an organization, uh, ExodusFoundation.org, mm -hmm. where I was able to learn Charlotte from the ground up. And that is the way that I want to learn it. I want to learn it to where the people I have a I have a profound, profound love for humanity, uh, mm -hmm. Rodney. Mm -hmm. uh, and so to be able to learn. Uh, where you rest your head from the ground up as opposed to coming with your resume and, and here's my card and, and, and get the networking in that way. Right. No, I want to be on the block with the people. Right. Uh, that's what my heart is. And so I was able to be the national director of outreach for ExodusFoundation.org, organized a couple of multi-city uh, strategies where we were, um, we, were, we were asking for the, at the time, Obama administration to commute all uh, federally convicted brothers and sisters that were nonviolent, right? Mm -hmm. uh, spending $3.2 billion, we, we can redirect those funds in a way that can kind of shift the narrative <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, for our community. Uh, and so that was exciting. We had a symposium and a rally and all this good stuff, man. But, um, but, but, but my professional career has been around how do you, 
not only be short-term responsive to the immediate need of community that you're trying to serve, but how do you be long-term strategic to build those mechanisms by which you can sustain and institutionalize the work? So, hmm. uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where I am. So, 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 okay. So, for the listeners that don't know, I mean, I, I definitely I, I'm familiar with, with this program. But for the people who don't know, explain to them what is my brother's keeper and where it comes from. And yeah. Outstanding. So my brother's keeper, first and foremost, was an initiative that was kicked off during the Obama administration. Mm -hmm. uh, during that time, it was real. It was very kind of programmatic uh, in, in this in this framework. Right. How can we create programs that will uh, help support some of the brothers and sisters and some of the brothers in community that we know we need to per what data is telling us we need to do. Mm -hmm. And so it was kicked off there uh, after he left office uh, under the Obama Foundation. There was this this kind of relaunching of MBK uh, and the relaunching of MBK was kind of situated under kind of a backbone collective impact kind of framework. Right. How can we take kind of system approaches uh, to to supporting young men uh, of color? How can we how can we create that as opposed to the programs or at the least, how can we support the programs? And also thinking to my point, how do we be long term strategic through policies, practices, budget line items mm -hmm. uh, around how do we support these young men long term? Mm -hmm. And so under that relaunching, my brother's keeper, Charlotte Mecklenburg. And by the way, we are the official uh, MBK network under the Obama Foundation. Uh, mm -hmm. In fact, out of the 191 cities uh, that's a part of the network and a part of the alliance, we are the first to become our own 501c3. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so we are excited about that. Uh, we understand that sovereignty is important. We understand that autonomy uh, is, a, is a linchpin to really kind of doing some of those innovative strategies that we are looking to put forth in community. Mm -hmm. uh, and so under that, uh, this new kind of relaunching of it, we spent 18 months uh, with a steering committee thinking through what would be our strategy. What is a backbone organization? What does collective impact look like? Bringing mm -hmm. brothers together with significant influence in community from the grassroots, the grass top, elected officials from the county and city, as well as uh, C-suite from our uh, from Charlotte Mecklenburg schools to really think through how we can develop a framework by which young men can thrive. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and so it took us and we did this all under the radar. Right. We, yeah. we, it wasn't around uh, trying to, you know, taking selfies and all this kind of stuff. It was brothers digging in. Right. Sitting around, really digging in, thinking through very comprehensively, taking data uh, and, and putting data to work uh, yeah. in a very transformative way. And then uh, then brought me on. So I was privileged to be a part of the steering committee yeah. uh, and then transitioning to um the executive director of my brother's keeper, Charlotte Mecklenburg. And we are uh, committed to ensuring that every black and brown boy in Mecklenburg County has everything they need, every opportunity to achieve by situating ourselves as a backbone organization of a collective impact effort. Man, that's that's what's up, man. Man, I kind of I kind of wish I was in that room or that that steering committee room. How mm. was that? How was that discussion? And like, you know, mm -hmm. you, and I'm, I'm I'm assuming that you you had all these influential black men there at the table. Just that's you right. know, how how was that discussion? If you can just. Oh man, it, it was it, it was it was uh, it was heavy discussions, good brother. It was heavy yeah. discussions. So so you know, one of the things that I'm and I know you know this, and and, and everyone listening understands the dynamic when you're bringing a team together. First, you, you're going to have to storm, right? Mm -hmm. Brothers got to, You mm -hmm. know, you got a, you got a bunch of alpha males sitting around a table who are <laughs> you know who are used to giving orders and people following whatever they say needs yeah. to move. And so yeah. uh, so so we had to kind of work through that process. Right. It took us a few months. 
right? To kind of level set, to kind, to kind of, uh, you know, one of the things we hear a lot, we hear that iron sharpens iron. I don't know if you've ever heard yeah. uh, the sound that iron makes when it's clashing yeah. against one another. It's an interesting sound. So to be able to get to that, to that point, to that sharp point, mm-hmm. it, it takes a little, it takes a little clashing in order for that right. to happen, brother. But, but uh, to these men, these very serious men, to their credit, uh, they, they dug deeper. Uh, the, 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 the more uncomfortable it got, they leaned in to the discomfort. Uh, yeah. the, the, the more, the more they, the more they dug in, the more, the more clarity started to form around yeah. what we were doing, why yeah. we were doing it. And they, then you start to see that norming. You start to see us kind of start to jail and, and, and have mm. this collective commitment uh, yeah. to create an environment by which our black and boy can, can, can belong essentially. Man. So, so tell me what, what is the intended impact? Where do you want to see this? Mm-hmm. This, this organization go and what 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 do you what would you what would success look like for you? Outstanding. So success would look like good brother that every black and brown boy has a mentor or a sponsor in their life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because we are not designed to compete, right? We are a backbone organization of a collective impact effort. That means that we are not a program. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? We don't do case management. Mm-hmm. There are some outstanding organizations in Charlotte excuse me, in Mecklenburg County, period, that are doing outstanding work on the ground, transformative work on the ground. What we want to be able to do is through social capital, a linking social capital strategy. How do we link systems, organizations, institutions through data, through investments and through service delivery coordination? How do we ensure that we can create a life course continuum from early childhood education all the way to workforce development and compartmentalize organizations along that life course, right? Mm -hmm. To ensure that every black and brown boy, even when the time that they born, they have all the support they need, uh, systems, institutions, organizational support to ensure that they can fulfill the purpose for which they were created. That would be success for me. Success is an ecosystem of transformation, an Mm. environment by which the fullness of our black and brown boys, that their humanity is affirmed no matter where they they walk, no matter what room they walk in, their humanity is affirmed. That would be success for us. And to ensure that the organizations that have committed themselves to supporting these young brothers, right, Mm. that they are working at optimal level. How can yeah. we support you? What what things can we do to one of the organizations that are proven impact? How can we uh, support you and assist you so you can be working at optimal level? Because what we know, Rodney, is that if organizations are working at optimal level, we'll have optimal outcomes for our black and brown boys. Woo! Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I told you you got me a little freaking fired up today, bro. You got me a little fired up today, brother. That's but what yeah, I'm man. talking about. That's <laughs> yes, what sir. I'm talking about. I, I felt that energy as soon as we got on. I yes, was sir. like, oh, he, he ready. He ready for this one, man. Okay, you know we we can we can do this all day, but okay. Um, so so you 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 talked about why uh why why is this going back to your 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 childhood? Why is this and how? And I already kind of feel like I know the question. I mean the answer. I see that you identify. So why is this so this work so important to you? So I've been privileged, brother. I've been privileged to have a strong father in my life, a man who was working night shifts when I was in high school, didn't necessarily be, he wasn't able to come to some of my football games and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I have strong uncles on both sides of my family. I've, I've seen men, how you take care of your wife, how you take care of your family, how, you know me, how you operate and move your, the, the type of disposition that men ought to have when they're, when they're existing, right? I've been privileged to see that firsthand. 
There's, in fact, there are some data out of Opportunity Insights, Brother David Williams, uh, out, out of Opportunity Insights, the executive director, they're, they're out of Harvard. Uh, there are some data that says that if you have a black boy who may not even have a father in the home, if that young man is surrounded just in the presence of positive black men, it has an epigenetic impact on him. Right. Mm. That means just for him to be in the presence of positive black men, we, we can dictate the biological expression of these young brothers. Right. Mm -hmm. And so so that's what kind of drives me to say, yo, I understand the the intentional systemic barriers. I understand the intentional policies that have been passed to the, the criminalizing of, of the black male existence. I understand these things very thoroughly. So what is it now when you can build a framework, a strategy uh, by which you can ensure that the environment by which these young brothers exist, mm. that they are affirmed, good brother? Like, mm. listen, I have a 14 year old son. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to build an environment by which his humanity is affirmed, where he believes in his true in his heart and and it affirms around him that, yo, I belong here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I belong here. And, and there's no limits to what's possible. Um, so that's what kind of drives me, good brother, because even though even though my, my dad was working hard, even though I seen all these brothers working hard, this, that and the other. One thing that he told me from the gate is, son, you a leader. He told me that when I was nine years old. That's why I probably mm -hmm. was operating where I was when I was moving when I was young. Like, yo, you a leader, son. Mm -hmm. Oh, you hey, this is what you're gonna do. By the way, I'm the first Thomas to graduate from college. You dig mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Hey, but that was instilled in me in the long now. What happens if you can have that same epigenetic? It ain't that I gotta go through it, but what happens when that epigenetic impact happens to so now? Oh, I'm going to college. I'm a graduate. Nobody else did it, but I know I can just based yeah. on the environment that I exist in. Yeah. You want to make I want to make that a reality for for all young brothers in, in my community. Yes, sir. Man, man, Don. Hey, I got to take a pause right here because I got to tell this story. Don, when we used to go to school, mm -hmm. Don would actually walk around like this. Right. You know, and you know, we, we would think we was like, hey, Don, Don, you know, that's the one thing you remember about Don is that Don, when he walks in the room, you gonna know he's in a room, and I re and I remember that about you, Don. I mean, and so that's so powerful that what you mm -hmm. just said that your dad told you that you was a leader, that's and right. that mentality that he mm -hmm. instilled in you, you know. And so years later, you and I haven't talked, and we now just connecting again. The mm -hmm. first thing I remember about you is you know how you would walk and how you you would carry yourself as yeah. a leader so yeah. you know i really appreciate that man but okay Please. getting back into the, you yes, know how, how are you mentoring other black men to do this mm. type of work oh man I, i'm so glad that you mentioned that man we have a strategy that we are deploying currently uh it's called the mbk vanguard right because of the data point that i just mentioned around what happens when a, a young black boy is in the presence of positive black men uh we have uh mbk vanguard this 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 strategy it it prioritizes commitment over merit right mm -hmm. we're talking about from the block to the boardroom uh we're talking about we're talking about from janitors to judges right mm -hmm. uh news anchors to news makers right mm -hmm. we want all men right to commit themselves men of color to commit themselves to leading to leveraging and to lifting uh, mm -hmm. in community. Uh, th th this is what this strategy is about. And so the way that we are grooming these men, right, we have a model that I created called the Read model. Recruit, educate, activate, and deploy. 
right? How do you first recruit the brothers, inspire the brothers around how important their very presence is, one. Two, how do you educate the brothers so we can all be level set? I think a lot of times it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the, the differences in nomenclature that we get confused on and this, that, and the other. What we want to be able to do is create a common nomenclature. <laughs> this is what we mean, good brother. When you lead, when you leverage, and when you lift in community, peace and blessings. You mm -hmm. dig what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We all level set. Now brothers commit themselves to donning the, the MBK Vanguard uh, shield uh, to make sure that they're going to be an impact in their professions. If you're in the boardroom, if you're a father, if you're in your house, and wherever you are, you are, you are, you are operating according to these MBK Vanguard standards. The Vanguard mindset is what we like to call it. Mm -hmm. um, that's this is how we're kind of developing these brothers. As a matter of fact, we have a training coming up, uh, symposium, an MBK Vanguard symposium coming up uh, May fifteenth. Mm -hmm. um, uh, for brothers here in the community, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a time where we can all level set. Uh, mm -hmm. and when I say from the block to the ballroom, good brother, we have brothers that are in, in positions of power by way of policymakers and, and so on and so forth. And brothers who are, you know, uh, uh engaged as coaches at, at the, at the school that mm -hmm. are saying, I, I want to be a part of it. This is, this is what we got preachers and, and, and PhDs. It doesn't matter that are mm -hmm. saying they want to be a part of their strategy, good brother. And, and we know that to be true. Right. There, there's real men out here, Rodney, mm -hmm. as you know. Exactly. Uh, and, and by the way, good brother, you are archiving, <laughs> you know, me to, to, to be totally honest around around these real men that are doing some things in community. Good brother. And we yeah. just want to be able to build uh, something by which we keep in mind our posterity. Good brother. Yes, sir. What's up, man? Man, that is what's up. That's what's mm -hmm. up. And, you know, that just leads me into what. So I know you were telling us about the training. Are there any other events that people uh, need to know about? Anything that you guys got going on for the summer and um, for the rest of the year? Yeah. So we have a few things going on um, and, and, and I'll get those dates to you. But uh, what we're looking to do is one. Um, May 15th, that's going to be the Vanguard training. We have another strategy where we're supporting young fathers of color, 18 to 24, mm -hmm. um, uh, which is just outstanding. The MBK Fatherhood Institute, um, a whole, whole train around that is, is, is just outstanding stuff that's going on. Yeah. But what we're looking to do during, uh, during um, Juneteenth uh, is mm -hmm. this is going to be the MBK Vanguard induction. Okay. Right? Uh, this is us. Uh, where, where these black men who have committed themselves to leading, leveraging, and lifting uh, to have a public display uh, during during uh, our Liberation Day, during our Freedom Day, Juneteenth, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, to dawn and to commit publicly uh, that they are leading, leveraging, uh, and, 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 and lifting in community, good brother. So we're yeah. excited about that. Uh, we, we have a few other things going on with the Fatherhood Institute. There's some panels. We, we have some, mm. uh, healing circles and some huddles that, that we're going to do. We, we prioritize social emotional health, by the way, good brother. Um, mm. I've been listening to a lot of, uh, Pete Rock and CL Smooth here these mm. days. And, uh, and, yeah. and, and, and one of the things that CL Smooth says, like the number one, the one, the number one killer of black man is stress. Yeah. You dig I'm saying and so yeah. how do how, how do we deal with it we, we know it's been stigmatized I know when it comes to uh you know me personally you know me coming up you know push-ups and water will get you over any kind of <laughs> social emotional <laughs> thing that you're dealing with good brother but we understand that to be uh, uh untrue man and debased and so what we have yeah. is some brothers that are in this kind of um 
health and wellness field, man. My, shout out to my brother, Kelly Little, uh, the founder of the Urban Institute for Strengthening Families, brother, who leads our kind of healing circles for brothers to sit around and really kind of work through some of the trauma uh, yeah. that, that we deal with as black men, man. But yeah. um, but yeah, brother. So so what I'm going to do, though, and I'm going to commit to kind of getting those dates out to you so so you can spread them broadly, good brother. But yeah, that, that's, that's some of the stuff we have going on. Well, I appreciate that too. And then, how can people follow your organization and and how they how they how can they follow you on social media? Yo, P. So I'm just Don Thomas on Facebook. On uh, I think I'm uh, uh, Don Thomas underscore for the people on Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. You can also follow us at MBKCLT Mech. Uh, that's on Twitter, Instagram, as well as Facebook. Uh, you can also go to www. Uh, M-B-K-C-O-T Mecklenburg, that's M-E-C-K-L-E-N-B-U-R-G dot org uh, to go to our website and just see some of the stuff that we got going on, man. There's some videos up there. There's some an opportunity for folks to sign up to be a part of the Vanguard, so on and so forth. Man, Don, long time coming. Man, my brother. I appreciate this, man. This is this has been very powerful. I mean, I can sit and talk all day, but I likewise, man. I understand, but okay. The Black Male Archives, where we capture, curate, and promote positive stories about black men. Don, which you are one of. Thank you so much, sir, for being on this podcast. Thank Peace you. and blessings, brother. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you again for listening to another episode of the Black Male Archives podcast. Did you know that we have an archive full of positive stories about black men? Yes. Over on our website, theblackmailarchives.com, you can check out full-fledged news articles about positive black males. So please go over and check that out. Also, check out our sister platform, which is Powerful Women of Color. It's on Facebook and Instagram. You can also check out the archives that they have over at powerfulwomenofcolor.com.